Welcome to the No Wasted Days podcast. I'm Blaine Marion. And I'm Courtney Marion. And on this podcast, we dive deep into the unconventional ways we got sober. And how we continue to stay sober. Welcome to the No Wasted Days podcast. I'm your co-host, Blaine Marion. And I'm Courtney Marion. Today on the podcast, we've got episode 55. And we're joined by my brother, Sheldon, with Buick Outdoors. We're going to be talking about the negatives and positives in everyday life. And just kind of how we deal with stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It's your favorite redneck here again. So to start this off, I wanted to try a little trick with you guys. So if you look kind of around your room and left, right, up, down, behind you, and your listeners can do it too, look at everything that's red. Okay? Close your eyes. Tell me what you see as blue. It's kind of hard, right? It's hard, yeah. Okay, now open your eyes and look around. Oh, there's all kinds of blue stuff. There's blue shit everywhere. Yeah. And I bet you when you're looking at the red stuff too, you didn't look at just the red. You looked at the reds, the pinks, the burgundies, the dark oranges, and you said, fuck it, close enough, right? Yeah. So you only see what you focus on. So even though there's all this great, amazing, blue, beautiful around you, mm-hmm. you can only see the shitty red. Yeah. So like when it comes to life, there's a lot of times where you want to do something, you want to challenge yourself. And you never see the blue in your challenges. You only focus on the reds. Yeah. And even the shit that's not quite red, but it's it's close enough where you just pile it into the same pile and go, you know, I'm not going to do this challenge or whatever <laughs> because of this. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. And, like, anytime there's something that you need to get done in life that's hard, like, just do it. Just yeah. make a plan and get it done. That's what I always think. I just want to comment on the fact that the only thing I could find red was that fucking mop bucket. And yeah. there's lots of red everywhere. I was looking the at only thing I realized again. was red was the bucket. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, these colors are okay. I'm like, bucket? Yeah. yeah. There's a lot more red than I see. But yeah. but yeah, I've always kind of been like that in life. I've always looked on like having a positive mindset with everything I do. Because I noticed like some people, you know, they always walk around and it's like there's always a dark cloud hanging over them, you know? Yeah. You know that type of person? Like, the world's out to get them. And... I sure do. I was raised <laughs> by those type of people, my mom especially. Yeah. And it's tough because it's, it kind of taints your view, right? Because mm-hmm. you are, you know, a bit of a product of your environment. And when you're raised by people like that, it sets a precedent for you to have to work really hard to not have that mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to... It's hard to go through life just being miserable all the time. And I find that's what a lot of people kind of do. Yeah. It seems like, and I know everybody has their own problems and issues and stuff. And But even at like the height of our addiction, I still was a pretty positive, outgoing person. Of course you were. You were drunk as fuck. You are always in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even though I was like destroying myself. Yeah. Least, but... We, well, because we were like... And it's funny because we had this conversation with a friend of ours who didn't know us before we were addicts, or she only knew us as sober people. She didn't know us as when we were addicts. And she was like, she just assumed that we were very like negative and we were just like fighting all the time and we were just yeah. like complete fucking drunken like assholes. And we actually weren't. Like we were pretty, we were like kind of almost like I'd say life of the party ish. Mm-hmm. But we were still fucking drowning ourselves and killing ourselves on the inside. But yeah, we weren't necessarily. 
Yeah, we never. I wasn't like an angry drunk. No, like I had fun, listen to music, you know, just, party. Just oh, yeah, right. Like always had people over. It was always like, oh, who's going to Blaine's house? Like yeah, yeah, kind of like center of attention. Like it wasn't. Yeah, it's not always the fucking you know like beating your wife and crashing your vehicle and all the crazy <laughs> shit that usually comes with addiction. Like there's two sides to it. Yeah. yeah, and then when you're coming out of the addiction though too, it's like when you're. When you said, you know what, I'm going to be sober, you only focused on, like, the red aspect. Like, I'm mm-hmm. no longer going to be the life of the party. I'm no longer going to be seen as this guy. But now that you guys are clean cut and sober, like, you start to see the blue in life where you're like, mm-hmm. wow, this is so much better. I can accomplish so much more. Like, you start focusing more on health and fitness and eating right. Mm-hmm. Where when you first started, uh, like, getting out of addiction, you're like, there's so much doubt yeah. that you just kind of focus on that. And like, once as you're maybe a couple months in, you start to kind of open up, you can start to see the, the good positive stuff. But mm-hmm. even like that first week of getting sober, yeah. like the, it's so incredibly hard. Like I never had a problem with alcohol, but even myself, like I'm not much of a drinker and like, there's lots of times where somebody invited me out to a party and I was like, nah, I don't really want to go. Yeah. But even for me not being an alcoholic, but like, but last weekend, <laughs> yeah. man, they had some wicked stories and like, I missed out on that. Yeah. And that's coming from not an alcoholic. Yeah. I think that falls into like, just, yeah, your fear of missing out, like in general, right? Mm. Because there is a social aspect, especially in, especially nowadays, so many people, like, their life revolves around, as an adult, like, to unwind and to, like, fucking let loose. You're reconnecting with these other adults who are drinking, they're smoking, they're fucking partying, they're doing this shit. And when you're pulling yourself out of addiction, like, you just can't be in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Not right away, anyway. Like, it takes a long time to cough. Like, for me, it took fucking, like, a year to be like, yeah, okay, I'll come. Like, I'll go to, like, a barbecue. I'll go to, like, some outing that revolves drinking. Mm-hmm. Um... So yeah, I mean, it comes with a little bit of loneliness and that fear of missing out because they're all having a good time doing your thing. And you're like, oh, I'm just, I'm going to bed at 9.30 and drinking my fucking tetley tea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I noticed too, in early addiction, you, you kind of have to be, well, for me anyway, what kind of worked is you kind of got to be a bit of a loner. You got to become like your own best friend and just like, you have to be okay with just hanging out by yourself and... Because in early addiction, you can't just hanging out with people that are drinking and you're not. Like, it's it's, it's just not going to work. It's yeah. a recipe for a relapse. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. And it's like, it's, it sucks because, like, your your friends are still inviting you out and you're you're trying not to sound like an asshole and just, like, just keep, like, making excuses because you don't want to, like, tell them, like, oh, I'm, like, trying to get sober. Like, my close friends, I told them, they were cool with it and stuff, but, like... Yeah, for like the first year, there were so many people that would go stop by for a beer. And I'm like, I just wouldn't respond because I just, I don't know. I'm just weird. I don't know how to respond to it. I didn't know how then because I was like, yeah, I'm actually drunk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you know. So you took your, well, because you, it's, it's like a defense mechanism, defense mechanism, right? You took yourself out of the equation. Yeah. Because you didn't know there, because you're right. There's no fucking non-awkward way to be like, I'm actually a fucking, I'm actually, you know on the wagon and trying to stay on the wagon and if I hang out with you I'm gonna go off the fucking rails there's no nice way yeah. to put that and there's no like and it's different now because if somebody invites me over I just go and bring my own drink or whatever right like, 
It's not that. It's not a big deal. Like, it's eight forty-five. I'm gonna go home now. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I am a homebody. I'll admit it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we are very, very well. I mean, even when we drank yeah. near the end, when addiction was at its fucking peak, we still drank at home by ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like to add insult to injury these days too, with like social media, like there's you and your life and then there's like your social media life almost where it's just like a highlight reel mm -hmm. like you don't put up the negatives like yeah on anything like how many well some people kind of air out their laundry on social media but for mm -hmm. the most part it's all smiles and it's all happy yeah things that you put on social media it's your accomplishments the shit you're proud of mm -hmm. yeah right? yeah nobody true. fucking nobody puts the reel of them sitting in the bathtub fucking puking their face off, you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's always, oh, I did this, or I went here, or I fucking, somebody bought me this, or I bought myself this. It's never yeah. the, like, hey, guess what actually happened fucking Saturday night after everybody left my house. Yeah, like, even you know, when it comes to, like, advertisements and, and things like that, too, like, well, the Super Bowl is coming up, and, mm -hmm. like, how many Budweiser commercials are you going to see where it's going to be, like, 20-year-olds having a yeah. Just a fucking time of their life, and it looks great, mm -hmm. but it never shows you like the next day, yeah. kind of thing. And like they might add a little, you know, Mad Canada here and there, like don't drink and drive, you could possibly die, but they'll never show like mm -hmm. a dead person in a car. Yeah, like, hey, look, like this is what actually happens. They just show like the empty beer glasses stacking up, and it's like, yeah, it gets a little fuzzy. Going back, yeah. okay, whatever. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can tell you really care about me fucking businesses that make a zillions and trillions of dollars off of us by giving us poison that's fucking us up and yeah. causing these other problems and yeah, just excellent. It just like yeah, it starts here with everything's great and everything's wonderful, but like the reality behind it is so different, mm -hmm. so dark. Yeah, and then like coming out of addiction too, it, it's like doing anything else in life if you don't simplify it. Yeah, and like this is the way I kind of go through life. Is I never go, okay, I need to do this, whatever, say it's sell house. Mm -hmm. I don't go, well, I need to paint, I need to do trim, I need to fix that door, I need to do this, I need to do that. I just go sell house. Yeah. Or make up a list and you just start at start at the bottom. Do mm -hmm. that one thing. Same with like addiction. Yeah. If it's your first minute, first hour, first week, first month, first year, don't go, oh my god, what am I gonna be like in ten years? What am I gonna do this weekend? Mm -hmm. Like I know I'm gonna have that the urge to want to drink or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You sure. have to you have to replace that with something else. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you really like, do. And you have yeah. to make sure that you're not putting yourself in points that are gonna trigger you, especially early on. Mm -hmm. And like, I got triggered the other day. It was weird because I was I finished work and I went to the one on one store because I forgot my toothbrush when I went to camp. So I bought a toothbrush and it was just weird because like the one-on-one store sells booze and there's <laughs> behind the counters all the like hard yeah. liquor bottles, you know, and it's just like, how many times have I bought a bottle here after work, you know? Or bought a 12 pack just to yeah. drive home. Yeah. <laughs> I used to get a, a six pack of growers and a bottle of Fireball. And usually by the time I got home, I'd have like two left. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. Don't mind me. I'm just smiling because I'm like, oh, you remembered personal hygiene. It's good to brush your teeth. <laughs> yeah. So proud of you. So proud of you right now. And also proud of you to my booze, but very proud of you that you had a fucking toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs> Oral hygiene's important. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's crazy now because, like, we've been sober for over three years, and man, could you even imagine what a hangover is? Like, oh, yeah. Every I couldn't imagine it. Oh man, if like if anything would just scare me straight, like this is what I like. Sometimes these thoughts go through your head because, like, you not always, but often you'll see people relapse on crazy amounts of times. Like, I went seven years sober and then I fucking relapsed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why? Like, why would you go that long and then fucking throw it all down the pisser? And, like, just usually, like, on a whim, too. And, like, I think if anything, if that ever happened to me, the thought of being hungover would be like, nah, bitch, you're not fucking doing it. You're not drinking. Yeah. You know how terrible it feels to be hungover? It's been three years, but I still fucking remember. I heard that. I still uh, remember. I heard that a lot of people relapse when, like, when they got over five years. Like, usually it's around the seven-year mark for some reason, and it's usually because life gets too easy almost. Yeah, and you kind of like forget what it was like, and you kind of like for people that do AA and do the steps, they kind of have done them all because it's been so long or whatever. So you gotta kind of keep putting in the work, even if you know. Even for us, like, sobriety is pretty easy now. I don't... It is easy now. It's, yeah. But there's also... People go through seasons in their life. Like, I would consider, for the most part, like, I'm not saying, like, life is perfect and we're walking up fucking easy street here, but we're going through a pretty chill, a pretty steady fucking phase right now. Yeah. Where, you know, we're on top of our addiction. We're fucking... Everything's pretty chill. Life is going fairly smooth, other than a few things here or there. But I think a lot of the time what happens is people hit fucking turmoil, right? Like bad shit happens in life or mm-hmm. every person is going to have bad shit happen to them. And that's really the points where it, it's, that's where it's going to fucking make or break you. Yeah. And like, I know we've had those points in our actually early, early in sobriety, lucky fucking us. Um, but I think those are the points that people that are, are addicts are either going to fucking rise to the occasion or they're going to fall off the wagon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and with that, like, does that go hand in hand with, like, people who don't really do hard things, too? Because, like, if you're a person that just yeah. goes to work Monday to Friday, used to come home, drink a couple beers, go to sleep, wake up, go to work, and then all of a sudden you don't have that beer anymore, but yet you don't really do anything hard. Like, you don't go to the mm-hmm. gym, you don't work out, you don't whatever, you don't have little projects or hobbies. So, like, in general, your life is already boring as shit yeah like there's nothing to actually keep your mind going and on task mm-hmm. and i think so it's just like well i mean I've, I've gone six seven eight ten years whatever might as well have a beer give them something to do in the evening at least yeah i think I that's that. why it's so important to have goals to strive for mm-hmm. you know what yeah. I mean? if you're always working towards something and like i mean your goals are going to change right like if, depending what you're after like i say you know, you're working out, you're like, oh, my goal weight is whatever the fuck. You know, you're not just going to hit that and be like, okay, I'm good. I'm going to stop. Like, you always have to fucking be like, okay, well, now I'm going to build muscle. Now I'm going to do this. Now it's the same with, like, having goals in general. Like, you have to have always have something fucking, okay, I hit this milestone. That's awesome. I fucking worked my ass off. Celebrate it. And then be like, okay, we're doing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I think that's what happens is people get bored. They accomplish what they originally set out to accomplish. And then all of a sudden, it that fucking itch is just like, well, you got what you wanted. Yeah. What do you mm-hmm. want to do now? Oh, you don't have anything you want to do now? Hmm. And that's when those thoughts start to fucking yeah. roll. Well, I mean, like, I can talk about that, like, when it comes to, like, weight loss and stuff. I've always had problems with my weight. I'll go from, like, 250 pounds to 220. Yeah. And at 220, it's still 
pretty heavy, but for like my body type, I get fairly leaned out. Like mm-hmm. I'm not skinny by any means, but it's definitely a lot smaller than 250. Yeah. But like I hit that number, I see it, I go, oh, right on. Give me a month or two. Yeah. I'm back up to 250 because it's like, well, I have accomplished this. And then you're like, Mm-hmm. Blowing the gas, right? Because you're like, I hit yeah. my milestone. I'm feeling good. Now yeah. I can fucking chill for a little bit. But I've never had like a plan B. Mm-hmm. Like now, like on the podcast that we're gonna do is gonna be on like getting fit for yeah, being for, in the outdoors. Yeah. For me, it's like the amount of mushrooms I didn't pick because somebody said they're on top of that hill. Yeah. And I went, fuck no, I'm not climbing that thing. Yeah. You yeah. see how tall that hill is? I'm I'm gonna die halfway up. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> bring my scalp back. I need air. Yeah. It's pretty crazy the things that even just on our health and fitness journey that we've been able to accomplish, and now it's like I just want to keep pushing myself more and more. Mm. Like this last camp stint, I ran five kilometers every day and strength training, and that's with working thirteen hour shifts. Yeah, yeah you're a fucking out. Like it's. I can't believe it sometimes. I'm like, holy hell. Like, well, when I first started running last year, I was like, geez, I don't know if I can do 5K. That's far. Now I just no, I do it every day, every morning. Just a casual walk for later. Yeah, it's like nothing. I know. I have such a bad FOMO right now. My fucking stupid ankle. I'm hoping it'll be better soon. Should yeah, be. It's starting to feel good. <laughs> but I mean, and even that too. Like, so it's not like you have, okay, so you hit this weight. You're not going to stop. No. You're not going to be like, okay, I'm good. Like, I'm just going to fucking sit here and I'm just going to maintain. Like, you're going to keep. Mm-hmm. And something, like, same for me. Like, I, when I first started working out and doing doing the hard shit, I was like, oh, I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. I haven't lost weight in eight months. Yeah. I've lost zero weight in eight months. But I'm jacked as shit. Yeah. And, like, I've recomped a lot of my body fat and how I'm built up. Um, and I've seen, like, because I used to get frustrated with the scale. That's why I stopped weighing myself. And I seen this thing and it was like, hey, well, you can fucking, you can starve a pit bull, but you're never going to make a chihuahua. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, like, what are you fucking, some people are just and built different than others, it's, right? Yeah, and it's not just, like, the number on the scale isn't everything. Because, like, I'm the same thing in the last, like, six, seven months or a year or whatever. Like, I haven't lost any weight either. But I'm losing belly fat like crazy. Yeah, your body's And, like, for the first time in my, like, adult life. I went to a store to buy clothes and I couldn't buy them because they were too big. Yeah. Like the pants were too big. I was like, holy shit, they don't have any, like my size. Usually it's the opposite. It's like, oh, they're all too small. <laughs> like even at work, I put a SCBA on the other day. It's like an air pack and it has the seat, uh, like a seat belt in the front. And like I stood it up and I actually had to like tighten it. <laughs> and before I'd have to like suck in my like belly and like, ugh, like yeah. sometimes I just put the like the clip in my pocket and be like yeah good enough like I'm too big I can't get it on yeah like things like that are just like holy fuck like, this is amazing well just the fact that fucking you know I remember when I first started working out I was using like eight pound weights and yeah. now I like fucking last last workout I did I did an upper body and I'm somewhere around thirties thirty fives. Yeah. And I'm not, like, I'm a small, like, I'm a thick person, obviously, but I'm, like, fucking 5'2". Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, it's pretty crazy that I fucking, I struggled with eight pounds a year and a half ago, and now I'm just like, yeah, I mean, look, grabbing those 30s, I'll fucking chuck around a little bit. Yeah. And especially with working out, it gives you such a different mindset on life, because 
even like just that work, like nothing I do at work is going to be as hard as the workout that I do. So yeah. like, oh, I got to go do this. Like, okay, no big deal. Like the other day we rigged in a, a big line. It was like a three inch line with hammer unions. And we were, I ended up hammering the whole line. It was like just about 200 meters. And uh, I just was like, I looked at it and was like, yeah, I'll do it. And I'll just call this like my, this today at work is just my workout for the day. Yeah. Cause it was, I had to drive and drive home and anyway. But yeah, it's like, you don't mind doing hard things at work or around the house or whatever, because you're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's not that hard compared to like busting your ass in the gym. Yeah. And then to bring it like back to full circle to like focusing on the negatives and positives, mm-hmm. like there is a negative that you have this 200 meter lining to put in. Yeah. And if you were focusing on the negatives, you're like, oh, it's going to take me all day. Yeah. My back's going to hurt. My knee's <laughs> going to hurt. My helper's lazy, whatever it is. Yeah. Or you put focus on the positive, like, well, if I start now, I get done sooner. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be working out whatever. If I'm done, if I do this during the day, hell, maybe tonight I don't even have to go to the gym because I'm yeah. working out right now. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I notice a lot, uh, especially at work, like some of the people I work with, like they don't, they don't go to the gym. They don't really, like when something comes up at work to like rig out or whatever, like they're just like, oh man, this is going to suck. And I'm like, oh, it won't be that bad. Like, come on. You know, I try to, like, bring their spirits up, and usually I just, I'm the one that starts, and they kind of jump in or whatever. Yeah. Because it's, it's always, you always think, like, oh, we got to rig in, like, 30 hoses. It's going to take forever. It's like, no, man, it's going to take, like, an hour. Yeah. Like, just, if you just get up and do the work, you can accomplish it quick. Well, yeah. and when you think about it, too, and I never thought about it this way for a really long time, I always looked at, like, like fucking having to do hard things as a punishment. They're not a punishment. It's, no. it's not a punishment to fucking go downstairs or go to the gym and fucking work out for 50 minutes. It's not really, it's not a punishment for you to go bring out that shit. No. It's like, holy fuck, like, I'm fucking strong enough, I can do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many people in this world wish that they could fucking do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, rather they put in the effort or not to actually be able to is another thing, but, like, it's not a fucking, it's not a burden, it's a fucking, you know what I mean? It's a fucking privilege to be able to do this shit when you really think about it. Yeah. And I don't know if you ever noticed this, but have you ever done something that you didn't want to do? Like, it's like, oh, I gotta go do this, whatever it is, like, go to work and rig something in, or, oh, I gotta go outside and, I don't know, stack a bunch of firewood or something. You don't really want to do it, but then after you do it, you feel great. Yeah. It's, I was listening to, it was on Andrew Huberman's podcast, that there's actually like a part of your brain that grows if you continue to do hard things that you don't want to do. And it, yeah, the more active you are, the bigger it is. And yeah, it's cool. Because you're basically comfort is what kills a lot of people and not Mm -hmm. like, not physically. Well, physically as well, because when you're comfortable, you're not pushing yourself. So you're not fucking... You know, you're not challenging yourself. You're not keeping yourself in shape. You're not eating the best because you're just living comfortably. But with that, it's just like, yeah, when you're too comfortable, it fucking, nothing grows. The only thing that grows is like your own weakness, right? Yeah. So you got to do the hard things. You got to fucking put in the work or you're, you know, you're just going to stay in a steady decline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's where it helps me where I just simplify everything because like, your first step is always the hardest one. Yeah. Like if I have to rebuild a pump or redo some packing or 
I have to rebuild an entire flow line or something like that. It's always like, oh my God, I can't believe, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I really don't want to do this. And this mm -hmm. is not where you make up any excuse yeah. there is in the book. Yeah. But as soon as I put my boots on, I go out and I start grabbing my tools, grab my packing or whatever it is, new stopping box. And once you start to unloosen some bolts and stuff, mm -hmm. you just get into that groove and that yeah. rhythm pretty soon. It's like two hours later and everything's ripped apart, new parts are in and it's like, oh, I just got to put in the plunger, connect the pony rod and like, I'm, I'm off to the races and yeah. like, you're done. And then when you're all said and done, you're like, that actually wasn't that bad. Yeah. But yet, if it was the next day, I'd do the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's back to square one. I'm like, oh, I just did this yesterday. <laughs> Now the second pump has to be rebuilt. Yeah. But you just put your boots on, slowly walk out there. And as soon as I grab that first wrench, it's 916. So I'm like, hey, well, we're doing this. Mm -hmm. And then you just go. But I also like to work hard so I can be lazy. Yeah. If something needs to be done, I just go out and do it. And then that way it's said and done. And while I'm there, if there's one or two other things that I have to do, I just do them while I'm there. And like you can even take that to like, getting sober and stuff like mm -hmm. your first step is like just don't drink no like, if you just simplify to That's don't right. drink your <laughs> Do second it. step is like putting on your boots don't go to the bar yeah your third step is maybe you have to cut people off yeah but then at the end when the pump is all put back together or when you've been sober for an hour or a weekend whatever you're like that actually wasn't that Mm -hmm. Like I, I can do this again if I had to. I don't want to go through that. Yeah. But if I have to, I, I can. And then the next weekend comes around, and maybe it's a little easier, maybe it's a little bit harder. But as long as you just get up, put your boots on, don't mm -hmm. go to the bar, and you just take her step by step, and yeah, pretty soon after however many uh, triggers or whatever you want to call it happens, it's just another day in the office. Mm -hmm. Like now, if I have a Packing go out. Oh well, you gotta go change packing. Yeah, just go out, shut her off, do it. And same thing with you guys getting sober. Where now, if somebody goes, "Hey, you want to come for a beer?" It's ah, oh, no, thank you. You know, I, I don't drink anymore. And mm -hmm. now it's just second nature. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's easy. Well, and as human beings, we have a way of internalizing our challenges to make them up to be this big fucking elephant in the room when they're really not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, that's kind of how you said, like, oh, I'd rather get shit done out of the way so I can chill later. That's kind of similar in the sense that, you know, we're making this shit, they were making this into something bigger than it is. And by putting it off, it gives us that much more time to let this fucking elephant grow and grow and grow. But if you're just like, nope, like, let's just fucking get on her now. Yeah. And it's not, yeah, it's not near as bad as the initial fucking, as we initially think it is. And the sooner you can address that, the sooner it's going to be less of a problem. Yeah. And it, it seems like people that do hard things, they accomplish that a lot better than other people. Like, mm -hmm. for me, I used to have to cut firewood yeah. for my heat in the winter. And, like, at first it was like, oh, my God, I have to get firewood. Yeah. And, like, you go out and you get, like, one or two truck loads, like, ah, that, whatever, good enough. Come January, you're like, oh, shit, I'm out of firewood, <laughs> yeah. and now you're in three feet of snow. Yeah, it's minus thirty, and like you legit have to get firewood. Yeah, or you're gonna freeze to death, like die, and yeah. freeze up all your pipes and burst shit. Yeah, and then you do that for a couple of years, and pretty soon, come August, I had like four cords of wood, yeah. split, stacked, ready to go, and I'm like, well, now I can enjoy September, October, mm -hmm. November, and. I'm good to go and I have 
all the wood in the world to last me until March or April. Yeah. I find there's a lot of people with the with the health and fitness stuff, like working out and dieting too. Like, there's no people, and I was terrible for this back in the day. You have like every excuse to just, oh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start getting healthy and work out and all this stuff. It's like, well, it's Saturday. I might as well wait till Monday, and you know, <laughs> it's like, and then Monday comes around and you pull into the gym parking lot, but ah, uh, there's there's like the parking lot's full, so you know the gym's full, so you're like, oh, I don't really want to go in because I'm embarrassed, you know, and like, <laughs> and then it's like, okay, well, I'm gonna start dieting, but oh, I got all this junk food in my house now, so I gotta eat that first. Yeah, and all those, know? that's like what I was talking about earlier, where like, you didn't focus on just the red, you also focused on like the pinks, yeah. the purples, and the dark oranges, and you're like, it's close enough to red, yeah. like, we'll just bundle it up together, like, yeah, yeah, it's not, well, if I go and work out, you know, I'm going to feel a little bit better when I'm done, mm -hmm. or I'm going to start this journey, and, you know, eventually in a week or two, I'll be down a pound, or two pounds, or, fuck, if you're lucky, half a <laughs> pound, whatever, like, especially, like, when you first start. Oh, when you first start, yeah, you can. Yeah, when you have a lot more weight to get rid of, and when your body is, like, used to you being, like, not... Mm -hmm. Doing the hard shit, all of a sudden you start doing it, your body's like, holy fuck, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I lost, like, my first 30 pounds just from not drinking alcohol and walking. Yeah. Like, that's it. It's all crazy I Crazy fucking dead in life. And our diet, when we first got sober, was terrible. Mm -hmm. Because we replaced alcohol with, like, sugar and snacks and candy and, you know, like, yeah. oh, okay, it's Friday night and, oh, I don't want to get drunk tonight, so, okay, let's go buy a bunch of junk food and watch, watch a movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and like Starbucks coffee, and not like yeah. Starbucks coffee, not, not coffee, like those fucking Frappuccino milkshake, milkshake bullshit, yeah. like yeah, like it was, and I mean, don't Shit get me that wrong, I never touch now. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, don't get me wrong, if that's what you have to do, and you'll see a lot of, um, yeah. People in recovery, they eat fucking cake and pie and shit by the fucking kilo if you let them. And it's the same with, like, a lot of people smoke, too. And, well, a lot of people smoke in general, but, like, a lot of people will smoke, eat fucking candy, eat junk, like, anything you can do to keep yourself fucking mm -hmm. from, you know, getting back on the sauce. Yeah, because we, we were, too. we were, like, six months sober-ish when we started buying our food from the farmer's market and started doing that way. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, like, six months in, and then, Yeah. But what a difference. With that being said, though, what's what's worse for you? Yeah. Getting shit-faced drunk, yeah. getting your guts out, hopping in your truck and driving home? Yeah. Or going down to Safeway, buying three pies and eating it until <laughs> you're like, oh, my God, I just ate three pies. Yeah, true. I think the, long, like, the longevity is like, I mean, you need balance. Everybody needs balance. But I think for me, it's I look around and I see a society of really, really unhealthy people. And, like, if you're drinking or you're eating pie by the kilo, well, guess what? I hate to be the asshole here, but at 50, you're either or. If you don't stop, you're probably going to be a fucking diabetic. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, being a diabetic sucks. Being an alcoholic sucks. But I, if I have a choice to fucking eliminate both of those, well, fuck, I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But there's always alternatives, though, too, like, if you are like a raging alcoholic and it takes you eating mm -hmm. skittles or whatever yeah. do not do it a bottle yeah oh absolutely and i mean do we it. did that we yeah. did yeah. we ate like shit but i'm just at some point you got to take that crutch away and you can't use it as an excuse to let other areas of your life yeah. go in the shit yeah. right like it's 
Yeah. Well, you get sober and you start feeling better. And then that's why I think we started doing like all these workouts and all that kind of and eating good. Cause then it's like, Oh, okay. I stopped drinking and doing drugs and that made me feel really good. And then I cut out like junk food and processed food and that made me feel amazing. Yeah. And then you start working out and just not even working out, but like that first year with the being outside for that challenge that I did like that, just being outside with nature and walking and, just being outside for that many hours is just exercise in itself. And you mm -hmm. just start to feel really good. Well, and your energy like switches, right? Like when you yeah. start to be, your body starts to be more in tune with the shit that makes you feel bad. Mm -hmm. Right. So then when your body's more in tune with that, then you're realizing, okay, like if I eat like shit, well, fuck, I'm not going to have energy. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to be able to fucking work out as good. My workouts aren't going to be as great that my mental headspace isn't going to be as great, whatever. And that's the same with like over caffeinating. That's, you know, mm -hmm. all that shit. So when you start to see the the switch and you start to be able to realize like, Hey, when I eat like this, I feel like this. So mm -hmm. if I eat better and I notice that my energy is better and I'm fucking doing the shit I want to be doing, then it becomes easier to justify your choices. Yeah. Yeah. And then that also comes back to just doing hard things. If you are able to kick cocaine mm -hmm. and like cocaine is a hell of a drug and it will grab you by your balls and yeah. take you to the pits of hell. Yeah. If you're able to get over that, and then you're like, well, I don't want to go to the gym. You're like, I got off of fucking cocaine. Yeah. Like, the gym is easy. Yeah. Like, I have to go and work out for an hour. I, uh, I always, yeah. like, you know, it, it, it changes your mind completely. Yeah. Like, I always yeah. struggled with going to the gym, like a public one. Because I was always, like, the big gut, biggest person there, you know? And I'm just like, oh, man, like, everybody's, like, staring at me because I'm, like, this big fat guy. But now I just, I go and like, nobody's staring at you. You're busy, like, doing your workout. Like, yeah. Nobody's you were, looking at you, you at all. You were internalizing it. You were building it yeah. up in your head, thinking yeah. it was going to be worse than it was. Yeah. So that's exactly and I had, like, bad self-confidence and stuff. And I yeah, just you're focusing on the red. Yeah. But now, like, I go into the gym and I, like, I don't own the place, but I'm like, all right, let's go. Go to this fucking bench. We're doing chest, whatever. He matches his bracelets to his outfits. Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I have Don't tell shoes. me that you don't fucking think you own that gym. Yeah, I, uh, I like to. I like to get the. You got the workout swag going. Well, <laughs> yeah. that comes with confidence, right? And that yeah. didn't start off that way. It took probably a while for you to do that. I'm gonna match my fucking shoes. Come on, whatever. Yeah. My 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 favorite thing now. Is sometimes at work I'll jump on a treadmill and there'll be a guy beside me and he's kind of like a skinnier person or something, and we'll start running and I'm I don't run fast but I can go and I'll run for four minutes straight and then walk for a minute run for four walk and I can go like longer and further than like the skinnier people and I'm just like yes you yeah. can go you can That's run fun. farther than I can I can run quicker than you yeah but I burn out fucking way sooner than you do yeah I fucking can go slow and steady wins the race but yeah. like you are fast so you are longer like a better long distance runner than I am yeah not that I'm a great fucking runner to begin with but I'm just saying like I can run faster than you but your long distance is better than mine yeah endurance is good yeah <laughs> well then when you're doing stuff like that too like it's uh, i don't know really how to word it but you almost have to put a chip on your shoulder mm -hmm. be like when you're extremely overweight yeah and you went out and you bought that ninja membership yeah like you almost have to put it in your brain be like who the fuck else bought your membership today i did yeah right, right. Like it, you yeah. almost have to have like that really like talk yourself up almost yeah absolutely be like oh i could only walk a kilometer mm -hmm. well how far did you walk yeah you, you sat on your couch and you got online and mm -hmm. 
posted uh, whatever some mean uh, like look at this fat bastard thing yeah. it's like yeah but i walked a kilometer you didn't yeah, walk you at didn't. all yeah so like you almost have to have like the uh slightly arrogant mm-hmm. yeah kind of, they do they say yeah. that very like very like success driven and very like high performing people have a chip on their block a fucking arrogance to them that says I don't want to say like I don't want to say this like I'm better than you, but like the mentality that like, I went out there and I walked two kilometers. I'm better than you today because you sat on yeah. the couch and yeah, did do whatever, you know. It's like a humble experience. There's days when before work I'll run five k, and while I'm sitting in the safety meeting, I'm like, none of you motherfuckers ran five k. Yeah. <laughs> like none of you. Yeah, none of you sons of bitches are carrying <laughs> the boat, but I am. <laughs> it's six thirty in the morning, and I already got nine thousand steps. Like, let's go. It's gonna be a great day. I'm gonna have coffee, and then one of the things about early morning cardio is it gives you energy when you start your work day, and you're not like like tired and stuff. Yeah. Like I am alert and like walking around and like, all right, let's go. You're just big dick energy. Yeah. Have a cup of coffee, bug guys. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, when you look at, like, so, because you're like, oh, there's other guys I work with that don't go to the gym and blah, 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 blah. They're probably like, holy fuck. <laughs> you're <laughs> just like, hello. Yeah, How's pretty it much. Going? Yeah. Beautiful day today. That's also, like, if you wake up, say, at 7, mm-hmm. you're not fully awake till like, 10. Yeah. Where if you wake up at 4, you're fully awake by 6. Oh, yeah. After running. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're, yeah. you're already, you, you made the that first step. Kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, yeah. It's, yeah. Lane's insane. If I woke up at four, ran, I would be back to sleep by seven. You're on. You're unreal. You're fucking. I get up. To, well, I was getting up at four thirty. Not too bad. That makes me want to die. <laughs> <laughs> and then I I go to bed by. <laughs> I go to bed by like nine thirty. So it wasn't too bad. Yeah, like six hours or seven, whatever it is. Mad respect. Like, yeah, there's been a lot of times where like, come eleven, twelve o'clock at night, mm-hmm. I'm just like wide awake. I'm like. Okay, this isn't gonna work. <laughs> yeah. Like tomorrow, I'm waking up early, and then I'm doing some just balls to the wall all yeah. day long. And then that way, when I go to bed at ten, mm-hmm. I lay down in bed, and as soon as my head touches that pillow, yeah. I'm out. That is the best feeling that is. in the world. Yeah, absolute best when you're just like nine forty five, teeth and brush, I'm oh, getting yeah. bed, ten yeah. o'clock, fucking head to sleep. Yeah, don't be afraid to go to bed early. If you want to be the most successful people, get up early. Also, and they go to bed early, I think. In addiction, when fucking yeah. the shit is going to trigger you, it's going to usually be later. Yeah. The people that are be like, oh, why are you at so-and-so's house? Or like, oh, fuck, like, the bullshit on social media that you're, like, scrolling through. Like, a lot of your triggers, and especially in early sobriety, I found came at night. Yeah, early sobriety, I used to sometimes, when it was really bad and I had that overwhelming feeling of, like, just who gives a shit? Like, let's get fucked up tonight. Let's go and like the boys are out or whatever. I'd be like, I'd always tell myself, okay, just go to bed. And if you still feel like this tomorrow, we can get drunk tomorrow. Yeah. And it worked because I'd wake up the next day and I'd be like, no, I'm good. Yeah. 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 Or if you do something hard during the day, if yeah. somebody goes, hey, come on out, we're having a big party. So and so is here and this guy is here. And it's like, if you busted your ass off all day long, <laughs> yeah. the last thing you want to do is leave like, you're like, dude, I took my shoes off. Like, I'm so yeah. tired. Unless you guys bring that entire party here, I'm not going yeah. anywhere. That's even why, even off. then, I ain't answering that fucking Yeah. <laughs> That's why in early sobriety, I would get up at 5 a.m. and go ice fishing. Yeah. I'd be outside, you know, and I'd drill a couple holes with, with the hand auger. 
by the time you get home, you're exhausted. It's like 7 p.m. <laughs> you're just like, let's just eat and go to bed. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm like, well, same fucking thing, baby. You're gonna go to another lake, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And I'm gonna fish every fucking lake until I don't feel like drinking no more. Yeah. And it works. Eventually. Well, guys, we hope you uh, just uh, stick to the positives in life and uh, deal with the negatives the best you can. Thanks for listening. As always, catch you next week. Peace.